Hi, hello and welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Curling, and as always, I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Hello. Hello. For each episode in true RBR fashion, we're bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the rbr.music radar, this episode is Sheffield's finest, The Arctic Monkeys, with their seventh studio album, The Car. Before we get into that, we have a third member this week, an original contributor to the rbr.music pod, Callum Monaghan. Hello. All right, Steve. Hello, George. Hello, listeners. Thanks for having me back, guys. Um, I know that you, I, I did have started originally on the podcast, but since then it's obviously grew. Grew and grew, and um, back for series three, isn't it? Today's the first episode. Season two. Season two, sorry. Oh my God, I thought yeah. you were further ahead in the future. Season two, no. here we go. That's, I'm excited. That's we'll, how good it feels. Yeah, we'll keep that soundbite and we won't invite you back yeah. next time. For season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play it again. Is right. Well, as, as Callum has mentioned, we have invited him back. Um, because he was a um, an initial contributor with us at the very beginning, helping us set up the pod with all his professional advice and skill set. And secondly, well, he's we been an about in the um, following episodes. <laughs> no, no, we just got too big for a boot. So yeah. Hand off the. Uh, couldn't afford me. Hand off senior. You couldn't yes. afford me. That's no, we just no. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. But Cal has also been a massive fan of the Arctic Monkeys since. The lad started back in 2002. That's 20 years ago. Doesn't that make us all feel really old, eh? Yikes. Yeah. I think I was born 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you definitely were born. <laughs> I know what you were doing 20 years ago. Well, well let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, we can't. It's can't. I rated. Okay, well, I, uh, <laughs> well, at this point, I'm going to pass the mic to Jordan to feed us in with a little bit of insight to the album, The Car. The Car. So, yes, The Car. I'll just tell you where I am with the Arctic Monkeys. So, as you pointed out, Carl's a massive fan. Uh, 20 years ago, he's been a massive fan since they came out. Me, not so much. When they came out, I think, in the bars and clubs, they were obviously playing the music and I didn't really care for it that much. Just wasn't too bothered about it. it for me, it was like the tryhards all dancing to She Looks Good on the Dance Floor, and I think it got overplayed and it just annoyed me. Looking back, these, at least these people were happy. Maybe I was just the, um, the moody one. <laughs> but still, um, I only kind of switched on, turned on to them with... Um, the album AM, which was a change in musical direction for them. Since then, I've looked back and I've got a few of their albums, like actual hard copies of their albums. I think they are quite good. But at the time, I just it just passed over me, you know? I just was not interested. So I liked AM and I liked Tranquility-based Hotel and Casino because it was such a million miles away from what they were doing. And I thought, what a brave, bold move that they don't have to rest on the laurels. They don't have to keep on doing hit after hit. It's a um, 
what do you call it? A it's a concept album, tranquility based hotel and casino. And because of that title, I forgave them for the lounge singing, the music of it. I just thought this is a one-off, lovely piece of art, um, music-wise, really stylistic. Really, I loved the seediness of it, thought it was brilliant. Bought it on vinyl, which not to say, oh, you bought it on vinyl. That just means I bought the hard copy of it, because in the streaming world, you can just stream anything you like. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that album. And I thought, I wonder where they're going to go next, because if that's a concept album of them being like lounge singers, I thought that was really interesting. Like just an art piece in itself, put that in a box, <laughs> leave it alone. Unfortunately for me, they bring out the car, which is pretty much the same sort of thing. It's like um, a sequel to Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino which came out in 2018, I'm led to believe. And it's also like The Last Shadow Puppets, which is, um, what's his name? Alec Turner's, uh, Alec Turner, his um, his side project. Miles Kane. And Miles Kane, yeah. Miles Kane, um, yeah. Which I, I didn't really mind. I thought um, he needs to do his little arty pieces and go off on tangents away from the Arctic Monkeys, that's fine. But now he's brought it back in to the Arctic Monkeys. I'm having a little bit of difficulty with it. Bear in mind, my favourite two albums are AM and Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Only because I love how bold they're being, moving away from the original sound. My problem here is Alex Turner's falsetto croon just gets lost in the backbeat rhythms and the guitars and the, there's no real swagger. There's just, much like Tranquility Base Hotel, it just, it does get lost and nothing really, there's no standout pieces. There's no, it, it's obscure, which is fair enough, but the melodies, it just, the free floating croon, I don't think, it just drifts into nothingness. And he's actually come out and said, this album is for the arenas, for the big sort of concert. Maybe if there's orchestral pieces, they're probably rich enough to have to have the uh, string, the orchestra behind them and stuff. But still with the cinematic strings and the tinkling ivories, I just think it gets a bit, it gets a bit lost. It's, is the point he's trying to make. Well, the point he's trying to make also is like, what the hell is he on about when you, you follow his lyrics? And I'm one for surrealism. I love a bit of surrealism, but he's singing about something like a mirror ball. And then when you start following the narrative of the song, he'll just change it completely to something. It's like he can't keep his mind onto, onto one thing, um, which I find a bit annoying, but it is what it is, I suppose. Um, I think one thing, that I, one thing that really grabbed me, Jord, with your review, you said you felt that... On my Instagram account, people, if you haven't 
if you're just finding us on this podcast, we also do an Instagram. I'll tell you what, if they're just finding us on a if they just find us on a podcast, I'll be well impressed with our uh, podcast development. Well, so, yeah, that'll be We have got less followers on the podcast than the Instagram, so guys, come on. Don't spread, say that. Don't say spread that. the word, spread the word. <laughs> going on there. Spread the word. Yeah, yeah, spread the word. No, I think on your on your um review you referred to how you felt a certain charm in them abandoning what their previous strengths were <laughs> and defining yeah. this sort of I think you called it a a melody and sort of muscular kind of movement or something. And I think when I read that I, I got what you're saying because I know we, you know, we've been friends way before the Arctic Monkeys first appeared. I know you didn't like what the Arctic Monkeys were. And I always thought, what, six, seven years ago, when they sort of started to change that sound, you would start to like them in a different way because I sort of feel I have a good understanding of what your musical likes and dislikes are. Um, mm-hmm. However, it's weird for me. You're saying it's like a continuation for you. For me, I skipped the whole change of the Arctic Monkeys and I've sort of gone from 2002, give or take a few years, maybe two or three albums, and then completely fast-forwarded and joined again now. I'm aware of the other albums, I've listened to them, but as a musical ear, and I've got to say, looking back and listening to what you're saying, I fully get what you're saying, but because I skipped that middle bit of any deep concentration, I actually think this album's got so much punch to it on that mellow level. Well, yeah, but I think they did this. I'm trying to think of a abbreviation here because I keep on annoying myself saying it, but it just is the sequel. It's very samey to Tranquility-based Hotel and Casino. So if you didn't... That's what wowed me, which is probably, if you did miss that album. That's probably why the car is wowing you. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's that's what I refer to, which I suppose takes it from one extreme to another. But then going back to the other extreme, I found back in two thousand and two, as I was, Cal. What's what's been your view on this album? Well, yeah, just listening to you two speaking, like you said at the top, it's like I'm sort of coming at it from a completely different way round so like, I was one of the happy people that Jordan was talking about back in 2006, 8, 10 and um, was, I was just went miserable then. since then like you know it just went downhill but for me it's a bit like I don't expect any band that's been successful for 20 years to stick to the same thing that they're doing like you know any any band that's worth the salt is going to try and change that up a little bit and try and progress and stuff I just feel like they have probably matured um, and I haven't. I want them to be. I just yeah, want to be the immature, punchy, three-minute pop song. Duran Duran references that they used to throw in there. Like I love all that stuff. I love dancing to that sort of indie pop. And I, I just feel as though this is probably a, rep- a truer representation of Alex Turner. And I feel as though he's used this under the Art of Monkeys name, which is my gripe with it. If I'm being honest, the car just isn't. It's not what I'm expecting. Okay. I want. If I'm listening to Arctic Monkeys, I want the drummer to drum. Like, Matt Elders is an incredible drummer. and I... In interviews, it's been asked, why haven't you done solo work? And he said, I've presented this to the band, like, AM, Tranquility Bass, The Car, and the band have loved it, so why should I go solo? 
the, the actual bands. So I, I kind of see where you're coming from, Carl, where this should probably be a solo. But then... Yeah, they love it. Yeah, they do. And, and... But do you not think that's an easy way to view a lead singer doing a solo project when actually what we like about the lead singer is him being part of the band yeah, yeah. and to really like what a, what a lead singer is changing the band to be is the band changing yeah. with them not them going off I'm not a massive fan of Brendan Flowers doing his solo stuff but I pretty much love yeah I was going to say Steve yeah. Same, and, yeah. I, I was going to say the same as I you. love everything the killers have done and I probably would have liked what Brendan Flowers tried to do solo if he had the killers behind him. Because if you take, say, the Gallagher brothers, they don't work as independent musicians. They need bands around them. And obviously, moving on from, yeah, Liberty, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the re-revival that's going on at the moment. You know, you've got a lot of these bands who have broken off to do side projects, create new bands, be solo artists. And often it comes back down to the original four or five piece doing what they do well. In this case, what we're talking about is a four or five piece being evolved i mean you called it maturing and it's quite clear to me that there is a maturity to the music and i suppose even the genre referencing what i did find really interesting in researching this there is no reference to their current genre style when you look them up they refer to i hate this but alternative rock indie rock garage rock post-punk revival mm. psychedelic rock yeah. uh post brit pop Post pop punk, post everything, well, hard say, rock even. You, you say post, you say post. So this is what I was saying to you before a few days ago, before uh, uh, recorded this uh, podcast. So people talk about post Arctic Monkey bands, but I reckon Arctic Monkeys are the post Arctic Monkey band. The way they reinvented or are reinventing themselves from the album AM to this. Yeah, I, I see your point, Steve. It's, it is. There's no other bands that I can think of off the top of my head that are going through this change. I mean, 60s and 70s bands, classic rock band, possibly the Chili Peppers, but I, yeah, the last two albums haven't been fantastic. Joe, just on that, like, and I was going to bring this up in the podcast just now that you've made the point. I was texting my dad about this album and stuff because, like, obviously, Art of Monkeys and people text me and all oh, what you think and stuff because I'm such a big fan and he's had this in reverse with Fleetwood Mac so my dad loves Fleetwood Mac yeah. right and yeah. I love Fleetwood yeah, Mac yeah, yeah, yeah. but he loves a different Fleetwood Mac to me Peter Green's Fleetwood yeah. Mac yeah. so I, lo- I love yeah, Stevie Nicks yeah. Like, yeah give me the, the, the bangers like that everyone wants to listen to you know the poppy sound it's this in reverse and so my dad's very depressed by Fleetwood Mac but he's very impressed um, by the Ardent Monkeys like evolution it's sort of yeah there's a lot of people on the Instagram account that would agree with your dad um, there's a lot of people that love Peter Green I'm sure my dad's one yeah. of your many followers but I can actually yeah, I was going to say no I, I, I think you could probably Carl is, is your dad around 60 to 65 yeah, yeah, give or take like I, I think most. What's that? <laughs> um, I think most men of that era, um, by, by population volume, not 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 everyone, of course, but like they probably do. The the musos, the 
uh, I suppose the 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 teenagers slash twenties of that era, they they're going to prefer what was a more in depth sound. And what we're kind of talking about is reverse cycle. We're talking about the Arctic Monkeys kind of starting with a bang, uh, anthem banger tune after tune, and then all of a sudden now we've got this kind of melodic kind of lounge jazz. I don't know, George. You'd be better with the words than I am, but it, it's it's it was a very niche period of time, two thousand and two to two thousand and six, four or five years maximum of quite aggressive indie kind of pop rock. A lot of bands came and went. There was a very identified sound, and then it went. And you could say the same thing about punk. You could say the same thing about certain subgenres. The problem here is. Don't you think we'd just be rolling our eyes if you're hashing out the same thing? Exactly. That you do? Oh, you, look, you you cannot do so. you cannot do wrong for right, and this is where music is like any other form of art, fascinating for conversation. And they're so big, they're so big now. Very, you can do this. So they can try the look and see where this is going to take them. I just think it's a shame that it's a bit too much like tranquility based. No, 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 no. I think on that point, George, as well, when we did the Chili Peppers last season, we said something very similar. We actually said that their latest album had a, I think, a similar kind of almost B-side second version of. Um, and, and, and I suppose bands go through these periods of time. And if they wrote, because uh, am I right in saying Tranquility um, Base Hotel and Casino, was only four years ago. And prior to that, you're talking 2013, 2011, 2009, 2007. So you've got this kind of rolling, kind of rapid, kind of album after album, obviously the similar sound that like Cal, you would have loved, song after song, done the full of late 11, 12, 13 tracks. And then all of a sudden you've taken this complete curve. But actually all we're seeing is a, a repetition of kind of whatever people say um, is what I am. Oh, sorry, it's what I'm not, um, and say favourite worst nightmare combined together, aren't we? Newsly, the all-in-one super app for iOS and Android. How does Newsly work, I hear you ask? Well, it picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics that you choose, and at any given moment, reads them out in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable and all in one place. Browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow topics such as sport, tech, business, science, or even music. Newsly will find the latest articles and they'll be read out loud to you. They have a podcast as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, the rbr.music podcast, is there too. I've started using it as my default podcast app, and they even have digital radio. So download and start using Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code RBRMUS, that's RBRMUS, is also in the description, you'll receive one month free premium subscription. Go and give it a go. Well, I, I was going to, if if I was to interpret Steve's point there, I was going to bring up 
Anyway, like they do, they go into album cycles usually, and I would, I would argue that AM is the outlier because yeah. the first two albums are like my type of music, favorite worst nightmare. Like that's you know just those indie indie pop rock bangers, like tune after tune on those albums. Then they do try and do a different direction where Alex Turner goes, he goes off and yeah. does Last Shadow Puppets. He does Submarine, the film, Richard Iodi's film. He scores that, and then he does Humbug. And he just suck it and see, which was a different direction, and I didn't love. But at least the, they definitely had some conversation with the record label where they get they get in the ear and say, "Give us three hits, and you just can yeah. do what you just want." Because those two albums have got three hits on them each, and then they go and do AM, which is like this mature rock sound, I would argue. And then after that one, they go and do this two album cycle of Tranquility Base Hotel, and then the Car, which I would agree is some sort of sequel to Tranquility and. I'm hoping as though that immature eighteen year old who's still there with me, it's like I hope they go back and do some sort of rock return to that original sound after this. Well history would have it that I mean, obviously I've not got my crystal ball anywhere near me. But they'll do this and then they'll go back to cutting it raw again. <laughs> so they bored, yeah, 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 like, yeah. A yeah. lot of bands do that. Like they want to flex their artistic style, just not Definitely. just to be Definitely. like an indie band, a rock band. They want to show that they've got more uh, substance to them. Not Definitely. saying rock I bands don't agree. have substance to them, but I also think it reminds me, like you said before. I'm not even sure if you said this on Earthsea, but um, you, you definitely said it offer. Uh, like. Um, Oh, bloody hell, I forgot his name. David Bowie. It's like these two albums, Tranquility and The Car, reminds me of high-end fashion. You know, catwalk model fashion, where people will be... High street uh, brands like M&S, Zara, um, will be stealing ideas from the catwalk models. uh, Oh, well, not the catwalk models, the... The creator of the name me uh, fashion icon Steve McQueen um, or whoever or Gucci or whatever. So they're walking down the aisle, uh, the runway, and they're wearing these really bizarre clothes that are like hardly clothes. It's like an alien's come out of a spaceship. <laughs> so this is what these two albums are like. They're so advanced that I think people will still be catching up with them in years to come. They're setting a new trend. Is yeah, this is my point I'm trying to make, <laughs> and that's what David Bowie did um, for years. Where people are like, what the bloody hell's he doing? And in hindsight, not in hindsight, when you look back, rose tinted glasses. It's like, well, he was quite remarkable, wasn't he? But there were so many albums that flopped and were just like, bloody hell, this is awful. But when you go back to it. Absolutely fantastic, ahead of, ahead, of, ahead of the game, which possibly is too early to say, but I think this is what's happening with the Arctic Monkeys. So people will look back at this and say it's ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so ahead of its time that it will be like, oh, it did actually need some added things to it. But that I think that at the moment they're trailblazing. Yeah. But I also think his voice just gets a little lost in the music. Um, yeah, I think um, when it comes to Alex Turner, clearly 
he's 36 years old. We've all gone through changes in likes, wants, fashions, through our 30s, through our 20s. And there's no denying that the, the guy's hugely talented. But are we seeing a different version of him? Or are we seeing a different version of the band? He's clearly a very talented guy with, I think, a bigger net worth than the band itself, which tells me he's got a lot, a lot more involvement. I know he directs, he, he directs his own videos. He's Like you said, he's writing scores for... For, for other films and other independent sort of musical film artistic creations. Um, is it a case of, are we seeing the Arctic Monkeys evolve or are we seeing Alex Turner evolve? What, 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 who, who, is it chicken or egg? Well, what is evolving? What are we... Well, this is where I was going to come in on this point, just saying I, I think there's a compromise to be struck and this is to appease the, the fan like me and the Jordans of the world of the Art of Monkeys spectrum of fans and what you could do and I this is my only argument and I'm not taking away from the direction that they've went but he could have put this like like you said with Brandon Flowers before I'm I'm sure someone could correct us on this and the, your listeners will get in touch in the on the RBR channel but like Ronnie Venucci played drums on that Brandon Flowers album and then he, he toured it as a Brandon Flowers album like, like, could we not just separate those two albums out there for those styles of music? Because, as George was saying about his voice before, like, I've listened to that live album at the Royal Albert Hall. I went and saw the Tranquility Bass tour live. He struggles to go from that lounge singer voice that he's got on this album to then going to jump into I Bet You Look Good on the dance floor. So with the tour and all these wildly different albums, and I just don't, while I respect them as an art, him as an artist completely, he's my favourite artist ever to exist he's the biggest influence on my life musically but i just w- i wish that he could separate this as his own project if that's the direction that he went to because then years down the line he can tour his art at monkeys and not have to slip into this lounge persona that he's got in this concept album and i think i'm trying to just come at it from a compromise point of view because i know i can't stop a band from evolving if you catch me drift i think the problem is with that cal unfortunately in 2022 um, brand, not band, is everything. And that's awful to say because we're three music lovers talking now. Um, it has been proven for the last 50 years that you take away the brand of a band and you're not guaranteed to actually have the commercial success that bands and artists actually need to keep going. You know, you can step away from the structure of the Rolling Stones, but we all know that Mick Jagger would not be anywhere near the solo artist that the Rolling Stones have even... They would, you know, he wouldn't even... Well, he went solo, didn't exactly, he? Yeah. He his album because he wanted want to do so, the bands. That's it. Well, that's what I feel cheated. And for me, wh- why can't we have the best of both? Because, so for me, my point would be that as long as the Arctic Monkeys always... I hate, I hate it when bands feel they've evolved or are too good for their bangers. That that actually turns me off on a band a little bit because because you've rooted yourself into a fan base that happened yeah. in the 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s, whatever, 2000s, the noughties. It doesn't matter, but that's how you built your success. Don't turn your back on it. You might not be there anymore musically, but that's what built... So I saw The Killers this summer best gig I've been to absolutely loved everything of it and they did not forget what made them 
the band that they are. They played a lot of their uh, later stuff. They played, you know, uh, tracks that maybe aren't as popular, but they hadn't forgotten. And it's so important that a band does that. So for me, Alex Turner and the Arctic Monkeys can do this. And I quite like what they're doing. Again, I've missed a bit of a chapter like you guys haven't. I like the doing as long as when I go and see them live, I still hear Callum's faves from two thousand and five, six or whatever of the madness in the indie bars that we always used to go to. I don't mind having the complete contrast. I don't need a band to have its consistency from A to Z without difference. In fact, I quite like it because that's where you choose it. But I do get it that someone like you, Cal, are going to go. I loved what I loved. You're asking me to turn off that and turn something else on that I wouldn't necessarily if you rebranded this album without being the Arctic Monkeys would you listen to it Cal? Absolutely not no I'd like I might just actually just you know I know we're coming to the end of the podcast I just want to say I miss you Alex I miss you come back to me I miss you mate <laughs> <That's it. laughs> no I wouldn't listen to it mate I wouldn't I don't think I've listened to it five times today look I, I thought to myself I've tried to like I tried hard to like beer when I was like 15 and I got through that i've tried to like coffee and i've got through that i've tried five times to do this album it's just the next step and i can't it's a step too far for me to take i've tried i've tried alex and forgive me and but it's just not for me and i think and i think cal having you on this pod this episode is really important because i think you are the voice of a selection of represent of, of Arctic Monkey fans that represent the originals yeah no I, th- I think what well, well, no because I think even even going back then you were 16 17 me and Jordan were yeah, yeah, 2021 yeah. 20, so musically we, we weren't different but we we're probably after something different and fa- like so even our four or five years of age gap like I get what you're referring to but you've got to remember that Cal Hughes collectively exist exactly and that has to be recognized um and you don't have to be apologetic this is like a counseling session for me not like purely for me like is this being recorded (laughs) thanks Thanks very much so i think if we're sort of surmising our quite emotional and feely feely discussion that we've all just had and we've actually talked more about us and a collective and a a broader understanding of how this album makes us feel. Not really touched on the actual tracks yet. Um, I really liked some of the symmetry to possibly inspiration, but certainly me recognising other bands within this album. I don't know about you guys. I felt um, Perfect Sense, which I'm a big fan of, Reminded me of the Beatles and Oasis. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. And I've never really said that about the Arctic Monkeys massively. I know they had influences towards kind of real classic rock, but I thought that was quite cool. It's got a bit of a Beatles kind of um, horn in it, which is cool. There's an Oasis drone. It's quite good. Um, I liked Mr. Schwartz. I thought it was more like a like a movie score type track. Tarantino, Coen Brothers, you know, a bit of an indie hit. Um, I also thought, I think we mentioned before, George, you referred to Sir David Bowie. Um, I can't quite... Um, it ain't quite where I think I am. I, I ain't quite where I think I am, sorry. That's got a barrenness to his voice, which I've never heard in Alex Turner before. I would never have really said Alex Turner had other sounds to the voice except his sound. Cal, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if it's something you picked up on. No, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with it. Um, I guess, like, 
yeah, as his voice has matured, I can start to see his influence of Bowie coming in more. But yeah, um, yeah, I could definitely pick it up on that track. That was one of my favourites as well, to be fair. Oh, mate, uh, can I just interject? I mean, we are... This is what I wanted to say as well. Yeah. I think... I think it's granted us kind of swan in around the album, the AM album. I, I'm a little concerned that the Arctic Monkeys might be surrounding themselves with a, one too many yes men with this album and the previous album, with people just set, just agreeing with whatever Alex Turner wants to do. Obviously the band have to agree to it as well, but I think he's... Although I have said that the trailblazing I am a little concerned with if they're going to do another album like this he surrounded himself with yes men and whatever he says goes and I think that's going to be a waste of time but is that again I suppose I'll always defend history is that any different to really what's gone before you know did Elvis not have yes men did you know Keith Richards and Jagger no, absolutely uh, yeah absolutely but my point being is you need to get out of that rut of yes men um, so I just imagine yeah go I was going to say out of recent pop rock lead vocal guitarists pianists I'd probably if I was to guess or intimate I would say Alex Turner might be one of the last people to do that. Maybe he doesn't even need Yes Men, because whatever he says goes in. Um, he, I mean, he, he, he is modern rock royalty. I, I, like, I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I mean, he is. Like, if you... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you, you're probably, what? British but rock he bands. he just want to be like the Strokes, and he's past the Strokes by a country mile, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I, I think, I mean, Cal, again, you're a few years younger than us, um, British rock bands. You're going Liam, Noel, Alec. I, I don't know. I, I, like, what what goes between? I I don't know. Yeah, he's post Britpop, isn't he? So of the first one of that era, he's the one that you think of in terms of the British post Britpop nineties, Damon Albarn and all that. If you put this as like the rock revi- indie revival of two thousand and four, he's the man, isn't he? I think for British indie rock, yeah, for, for sure. I can't think of any. There'll be, there'll be arguments, obviously, as of course, but he seems to be out ahead on his own. And this is why I think like that revival. That other bands will be playing catch-up with these last two albums yeah. because they'll be like, what's going on here? And because he is well, yeah. I think what, what, what you can see at the moment, I mentioned before, this, this sort of uh, mid-2000s indie revival, I think actually bands are looking past that and going, well, we can't really compete with where it's going musically. The Libertines are due to reform and play again. They're just really playing the same stuff from 20 years ago, which I have no problem, like Cal has no problem, and George, I know you have no problem doing. Um, I actually think there's got to be a little bit of credit for uh, and, and commending someone who is taking it away from maybe a core base. And like I said, for me, never answer nothing, nothing like Nothing like Bob Dylan at all, but I'm going to say this anyway. It's just popped into my head. When he was like a folk musician and went electric, he lost a lot of fans and gained loads of fans. And then yeah, when you look yeah. back, you're like, the people that were into his folk stuff were like, oh, I wish I was into his electric stuff. Like looking back, it was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Like, so this whole movement 
it's going to alienate people. And he knows it's going to alienate people. But I think he's, in, he's obviously in this for the long term um, because he's been around for so long. But yeah, I think it's, it needs to be commended, the, the moves, the bold moves he's making. I just think it, it is. Yeah, and, and again, there's, there's absolutely no harm with Cal's opinion of it, it's not quite for him, but I suppose, like you said, you rebrand it, you relabel it, maybe Cal never listens to it. So that, that that's, the, that's the problem you're always going to have. And I've been there myself, like I said, I'll, I'll not listen to side projects that I'm just not interested in. And maybe I wouldn't have picked this up if it was just Alex Turner or Alex Turner and someone else or even the last shadow puppets because ultimately the Arctic Monkeys are the biggest rock band for the last past 20 years that like they 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 are the British um, UK rock band for the last 20 years so you almost need your base you need your history you need your you need your Callums you also need your Jordans and then you've got to work out your own journey well like the Rolling Stones when when they came out it was they were blue, like a blues band and they progressed into like staging rock and things like that. It is just they can't just keep on rehashing the same thing, or else you're going to be like the lighthouse. And, I, and, and in defence of, <laughs> in defence, yeah, in defence of Alex as well. Like and and like I'll, I'll defend him on anything. He is a hero of mine. He's come out and said that like about this album is that he doesn't. He feels as though if he tries to do that music that was back in 2004, the one that I want, well, he's becoming a parody of himself. And I, I completely get that, and that's fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think Neil Young, and um, might have been Bob Dylan, has said about their, their own music, it's like, I don't even recognise that person anymore. Yeah, and you can't argue so with that. It's hard to be yeah. that singing. Like, I can't recognise, luckily. Because I have very faded memories of it. Um, of when I was a teenager, it's like you do. Oh, mate, imagine imagine having a conversation person. with yourself as a teenager. What an idiot I'll be speaking. <laughs> I just, I just. Bro. You wouldn't recognise. Stop. Just stop. I think that's so key to this discussion that, and obviously I've referred to them before. I've mentioned them before, but you know, if you want to be an oasis, and you all know I love oasis, like you do the same thing with a little bit of interchange, diversity, you know, uh, slightly B-sided tracks and even be successful with that as well. But you're, you're clearly iconically Oasis. Unfortunately, that takes you 10, maybe 15 years maximum. It doesn't take you 20, 30 years worth of music history because you can't just do it because music generally carries a time lock of an era and you couldn't have Arctic Monkeys bringing out their first album now in its isolation because it, it well you could but what i'm saying is you couldn't have you couldn't do it as the arctic monkeys that have been around 20 years because you wouldn't captivate the the ever-changing cycles and i think going back to jordan's point i think cal you've agreed are we looking at something that in maybe three five years time more bands will have adapted onto now i think this is the extreme kind of hybrid hyper version of what we may hear because I don't think we're going to be hearing a load of it. That that's the point I was trying to make yeah. when I went off on a tangent about aliens and runways. No, <laughs> you just said it in a sentence. Uh, yeah, mm. absolutely mm. correct. No, I, th- I think I think, and that's the point that you are addressing change, enjoying change, but you're not sort of you're not. 
you're not living in the past, but you still are that past. And I think that's really important because for me, and it's what it all comes back to, Jordan's review, you know, kind of peddling and pushing new albums. I mean, we've listened to this, what, collectively 20, 50, 20 30 times? Would you agree? F- feels like it. Certainly feels like it for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't mind this album at all. Um, I think, obviously, Carl's going to say there's obviously better albums. Um, I think there's better Arctic Monkey albums being AM and Tranquility. But, George, I think also you referred to something at the start of the pod where you said um, you didn't... You you referred to, like, sort of um, surreal lyrics. Now, I... I thought exactly the same, second or third time listening to this album, that it's a bit weird and it's a bit... However, take his surreal lyrics, stress the um, Sheffield accent, play a heavier riff and a higher drum and talk about the things that you do when you were 17, not when you're 36. Is it that different? Is it just a different platform play no, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I completely agree. I was going to say, he starts off being a social commentary of growing up on a council estate, scrapping with pool cues in his hand. And now his life is, you know, like I saw a tweet. And yeah, can I swear on this spot, podcast? Yeah. Oh, no. Is, yeah. Yeah, like he's, like someone said on Twitter that like now he's talking about like shagging <laughs> models and stuff. And like So he's got a completely different view of the world now as a 36-year-old. So if he's going to go out and talk about classic Reeboks and tracksuits and stuff, I'm going to find it insincere. It's not authentic to who he is as an artist anymore. So yeah, he can't keep doing the same. Well, that's also a problem, Yeah, true, it? yeah. But how can, how can his fans relate to that? This is why sometimes I get a bit annoyed about bands that I've always liked and they get so big. They're talking about going on the uh, Learjets and jumping from island to island. It's like, well... I can't really. Yeah, but but George, flip, but flip that round, and at least you can have the credibility in someone like Alex Turner, who's had that success. He's worth twenty five million pounds or whatever, and he's probably worth more than that. I'm not sure where I got that number from, but he's worth a lot, and he probably is living this lifestyle that's completely different to what he was when he was. Yeah, no, I, I get that, it, but it, I find it I, hard to relate to. As I like to listen to music, I like no, the surreal no, lyrics. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I like to listen to music. That I can relate to. It's, it's surreal. Uh, it doesn't yeah, have to be it's completely surreal as life now. Just be, I don't know, like the blues music, like you're down the rock. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I, I agree. I agree. But at least it's it's genuine social commentary because I would much Jesse's rather hear two different. Pi- t- well, I'd rather hear two, pi- t- two, two voices from the same person twenty years apart than someone de- trying to be what you think what they think you want to be at 20 when they've lived fuck all life and they're just 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 kind of you know you you hear it a lot in hip-hop where there's this like lavish expectation of kind of you know cristal and you know uh, reme and oh like you're 20 like what like what 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 do you know of that where at least we've had this great evolution of a musician well a lad becoming a musician. He sang about what was relevant when he was 16. He sang about what was relevant when he was 20. He's now singing, last Cal said, what's relevant when he's 36. And that, for me, I can, I can get on board with that. Now, as we all get a bit older, him included, maybe his difference will, will, will be less because 20... 20... But now, now we're saying... Yeah, 
I was going to say 20 to 40, no. it's massive life difference, isn't it? 40 to 60, it's not that big a difference. Like, we're, we're probably going to hear more of this Alex Turner, I would think, because his life... Unless, I hope, it, if he goes bankrupt, then and he goes back to living on the council estate, then I win, and I get back my own little... Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, you'll be... That's when I'm landing. <laughs> front row in his living room. Yeah. I didn't think we'd end up there, but... So, yeah. so we're, we're summing up with the fact that Cal wants him to go bankrupt and... But although we're talking about his lyrics and stuff, I think it should be noted that the music itself is a way of being vulnerable with more than just words. If you actually just listen to the music, it is quite um, powerful, even if he wasn't singing, because sometimes his voice just gets so lost, I'm just listening to the music anyway. But it does take you on a journey of... You know. Yeah, and, and Jordan, on, on that, I'd, I'd say that's his biggest strength. Like, if if you want to, that's always been his thing. Like, hit the music that they make is always, he can represent, he can do it lyrically and musically as well. Like, so yeah, I think that's that's a common yeah, theme think, with Art and Monkeys yeah. from the different band that they are now from when they started. I'd say that's always been, like, that punchy, angry music that was so catchy. That's the social commentary of where they're from and... They've, they've, at least that's consistent from start to finish I'd say with this album this, that's definitely true yeah I'd agree I, th- I think as well whenever, whenever we do this Jordan I always think to myself when will I next listen to this album and I've got to say I, I, I'm I, not putting this album on when you two come around for some beers like that that is it doesn't matter if it's lo-fi beer or hi-fi beer we're, but this, this won't be played like it just won't be but I'm probably going to put this on a fair few times on my own in the garden, tidying up, like all that, like that that mundane yeah, yeah, kind of life. And I'm not saying he has a mundane life; he clearly doesn't. But like, like I can, I can. But I think you'll find new things in this album constantly, um, like little one-liners, uh, string section, whatever. I think there's a lot of hidden stuff that. I've listened to it a good few times and I'm still, like, musically, listening to the music rather than his lyrics. Oh. Which I don't mind. But um, I keep on finding, um, you know, it's, although I'm saying lounge singer, which makes you think of, like, 70s sort of crooner, which is, you know, down on his luck or whatever. There is, like, some modern, sort of, like, a techno-futuristic, I mean, not techno, but there is like a futuristic sort of hazy modern world that is developing within the album. I mean, I said it at the start of the podcast, I really like this album and I I can't agree or disagree with anything that you've both said. And it's quite nice listening to quite two extreme like versions of the Arctic Monkey as Arctic Monkeys as fans or as, as, as music lovers. Like you, you, you both come from the same viewpoint that I straddle a foot in. However... There's no denying that this album, this album musically is, is as good as anything they've ever done. Like it's 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 deep. It's the lyrics are clever. The more you listen to it, you you write Jordan. The more you find, the more you understand. It doesn't have to be what you want it to be. It's just what it is. And again, with anything that we anything that we listen to, anything we talk about, that's absolutely fine. And we're all going to have three different opinions, as every listener's going to have their own view on this. And there will be lots of cows who are going to go, 
it's just not for me and there's never anything wrong with that but we live in the world where really well I remember when AM came out and there was a, mm, uh, yeah. the knee jerk reaction to it a lot of fans were like this is awful and Carl's thinking they didn't even know awful wait until the next album <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and do you know and that's, what, that, that's what's fascinating sad happy and otherwise about being a music fan because that's what makes it interesting and again my dad has a very good wealth of music knowledge. He loves music. He knows good music. Cal, George, you both know him. He probably would not have given the first two or three albums a moment of his time because for him, it would have been the same four or five chord riff-driven rock pop. This, he would say, has huge intelligence and huge depth to it. And what do you say? I agree. I, I would agree. I don't agree with that often, but I would agree with him on that if he did say it. Um, I, I just, I, I, again, there's, there's apps. Um, I, I hope I'm not coming across like an anti-initial Arctic Monkeys fan because I, I loved what they did to start with. I just, I think, blindfold me and tell me it's another band. I'll enjoy this album, whatever. I think it's really good. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Were you getting emotional then, Steve? Is that what that was? Like, just sound like, sound like you choked up at the end there. <clears throat> no. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's pretty, pretty tricky. Okay, well, boys, great discussion. Really, really enjoyed talking about the car today. Um, it's at this point of every podcast, we refer to Jordan's Instagram, rbr.music, star rating. Okay. Jordan, take us away with your star rating. My star rating is 3.5 out of 5 because... I think it's a little too much like Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. And like I said previously, that took my breath away. And I thought, what an amazing move. They're ignoring everything they've done. Very bold statement. And now this album that's come out, The Car, it just feels like it could just have been a double album, the whole thing, if you're not a triple album. Um, you could just put it all together. It's a bit too samey, but saying that, the music's great on it. His voice gets a little lost in it. I think I need to listen to it a few more times. Although I have enjoyed it and I have listened to it a lot. It still draws me back. Like a lot of Arctic Monkeys, well, the last three Arctic Monkeys studio albums have kept on drawing me back and I have enjoyed them. Enjoyed them. Uh, 3.5 uh, 0.5 maybe because it's the Arctic Monkeys possibly yep okay George can I ask you one question to challenge you I don't normally do this but to challenge your score what would you have given Tranquility, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino you have to say 4 stars out of 5 because they've got that doesn't no I was about to say yeah, that. Oh, why sorry, do I have George. to say that though <laughs> it's just um, the, the porn is rating to be said right uh, no yeah it would be 4 out of 5 because as much as the car is like really got into your broad stream Steve and you're enjoying it that's the same thing that happens with me with Tranquility Base no no and the reason I ask is I don't I, I fully agree with Cal there's no bangers there's no I don't think there's any like stadium filling tracks on 
this album or previous. I, I just don't think they are. I don't think there needs to no, be. No, 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 it no. That doesn't give you an extra star. No, no, no. It's just, I, as, an, as a piece of art, as a piece of music. My, my point was... It's strong. It's, it's a 3.5. Yeah, sorry. I just no, guess what your point no, is. Sorry, and no, argue no. <laughs> my point being is that... Um, and again, I am coming from a slightly ill-educated point of view because I haven't listened to their previous album the way you have. Um, is it, like Cal said, is it okay to have these sort of sequences and cycles of music kind of change? Because mm-hmm. actually, we're just hearing the continual yeah. version of what you liked. Or, to a degree, although of the it just movies. knocks down half a star, so take that as you will. Um, you like what they are becoming, yeah? I like what they're becoming. I just, I think it is a bit too samey, these two albums. Tranquility Base and The Car, I would like them, even if it's nothing like any of the previous albums, Okay. the next album, yeah, I'm totally with Fair it. Enough. Uh, you know, I think now they've done these two albums, they're not afraid of pushing the envelope, so let's go further, let's see what we got. Brilliant point, brilliant point, and with that... Uh, and Carl's probably crying, saying, no, no, don't do that, oh, do the exact oh, opposite. Oh. Well, Brilliant point, and, and I, I fully understand that, and it was it was good to flesh it out a little bit. Um, so it was at this point of every pod, we move to our final feature, which is the good, the bad, and the rad. And as always, we pick three tracks that we think are particularly good, particularly bad, and particularly rad. Um, I don't know about you two, but I actually thought this was sort of quite difficult this week, and I suppose that falls in line with what you've just been saying Jordan that there is a sameness to this album I don't disagree I think the album is quite similar track to track however Jordan do you want to fire away with a good track for us uh, the good track for me would be Perfect Sense just I like yeah. it's, I mean, it's last track on the album it's short uh, I think it's possibly the shortest song on the album I like, like you pointed out, it's, it's Beatlesque. It's got, I think it's got the orchestra in it that is, it's just the right amount of orchestra to, you know, the bands and its lyrics are very enjoyable. Yeah, I'm surprised it's the last song on the album, to be fair. But um, yeah, I think this is a very good album and it showcases how well they are, how good they can be in this new look that they're going for. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, actually, Cal, that was that was one of the tracks that I think you enjoyed to a certain level, right? Um, I think the one that the one that I did, the one that I did enjoy was, was it, I ain't quite where, where I think I am. I think Perfect Sense, like, uh, it was the last song on the album and, yeah, I've sort of, yeah, I've sort of... S- suffered through <laughs> of the, I think the first half of the album is much stronger than the, than the last but that's just because I'm after as we said the bangers so I think that's top heavy in that in that in that sense but yeah I think yeah, I ain't quite what I think I would be would be the one that I would go for but um yeah I'm I, I'm coming from it from a completely emotional point of view I've realized now as we get through the podcast but yeah um maybe not perfect sense for me yeah no fair, fair enough good 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 point on that. And, and a little side note for me, um, I agree with what you both just said there, but I really enjoyed um, Mr. Schwartz as well, which is 
back end of the album. I actually think I prefer the back end of the album maybe a little bit more. I don't know why. Um, I just think it's a pretty cool tune. Um, and I suppose at this point, Cal, without giving you 37 minutes and 26, 23 seconds of relay, what was your bad track? Um, okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep it short. I think Body Paint, for me, which is the... If it seems as though it's the lead, it's the promo track for the album. It seems to be the most like accessible one that's being used throughout all the promo. It's an all the advert and uh, whenever you see it advertised, and I just don't, I don't think it's it. Rep, I don't think it represents the. It probably does represent the album in a pop way, and that's why it's probably the worst song on the album because I just don't. I'm used to the al the song that's promoting the album to be like the catchy. I'll I'll love this track regardless. And I just don't love it. It sort of sums up the album of what I don't like about it, I would say. But I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Say, Steve, I, I don't know. Do you Did you love that one, being the most poppy song on the album? Um, I think it's the most... Uh, uh, not Arctic Monkey. It's the most Alex Turner sounding track on the album. I know it sounds really weird to say. Like when you the most accessible, you mean? Accessible um, for me, yeah. That's that's yeah. what I think it's advertised as, in, and they've maybe written it to be more accessible so people could be drawn into the album yeah and i think as a long-serving true arctic monkeys fan i get i get your point um i don't dislike the track but it is actually the track that did the least for me maybe it's because i've heard it on every instagram like bloody advert that's come yeah, in front of yeah. me for the last week like i get it um i actually think weirdly that could be the track that could have existed in an album 15 years ago as like a track nine like i, th right, I think right, yeah. i think yeah. that has roots in earlier arctic monkeys but like probably a delayed kind of alex turnerism of this kind of new direction does that make sense like i think it yeah, could have been yeah, around yeah, a while yeah. ago yeah and i get what you're saying 100 percent. jord i haven't heard it on that many adverts or really. I've only heard it as in its entirety as in the album. So it doesn't jut out as much as it probably does for you guys. I don't know why I haven't heard it in any adverts or anything, but So would you would you have picked um, this to advertise the album, George? If you were to promote this to the mass, you know, like whoever's promoting this, would you have chosen that track to be like this is the accessible one? I would have chosen I ain't quite where I think I am. Although I don't really Same, like that yeah. song. Well, I, that was me first. I, I do, I'm sorry, I do yeah. like that song. There's just a little yeah, ditty yeah. in it work, which just annoys me. I'd have that as... Or there'd better be a mirror ball. Would. Yeah, true. That might be the right answer, yeah. Yeah. Jordan, 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 you might as well tell us the little ditty you don't like about it for all the British listeners. I can't do it as well as Carl does it. It's like... Can you do the little ditty? Yeah, like Grange Hill. It's like this strange. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's. Just, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. And then it's just this seventies little. <laughs> and it just really annoys me. Uh, Grange Hill, for those outside of the UK, is a children's TV show um, of children from the eighties and nineties, like years ago. From the nineteen eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Where um, it was about school children getting don't do drugs and stuff with, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, don't do drugs and yeah. becoming friends with each other and yeah, and all that sort of stuff. 
but the um, the music when the credits went up was like dun, 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 dun. and it was yeah it annoyed me then and it annoys me now so we bounced around the good and the bad now to the rad um, guys do you want to fight this one out what do you think's a rad track I'd argue that used to used to should take this one to be fair I'll pass this over I'll handball this to you Steve. I, I think well I, I think I think Jet Skis on the Mo is a very good tune I think it's it's at that top heavy end it probably will be a single um, I would think um which doesn't make it good or bad, it just just it's fact. Um I thought it was it's it's in it, it's in line with the rest of the album. It doesn't kind of kind of rad rad isn't probably the right word for this part of uh, I don't think there's there's not a standout track because it all merges into one yeah. in kind of good way. Um so nothing really leaps out and says listen to me. But yeah, is the music and the lyrics Jetsy's on the note? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. And I think when you first rated this one, Jord, at three point five, I was a bit like, I think it's better than that. But I do agree that the thirty-seven minutes of album, there probably isn't anything that's more than four, but there is definitely nothing below three for me. So I think that point of rad being well is there a rad track well rad track needs to be five right and there isn't probably a five out of five track agreed yeah i think sometimes you could well i can't speak for you two but for me sometimes i'll be listening to it and i'm on track four already or possibly six and i haven't even noticed i got past track three so <laughs> If that yeah. makes sense, it just seems like a continuation of the same song, which, as a piece of art, yeah. it's, it's fine, it's really nice, and if that's the way they're going, fair enough. But it's not what I'm used to listening to. Well, brilliant, boys. Thanks very much for that. The good, the bad, the rad, and uh, we we talked basically about the whole album, which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> Cal, thanks again for joining this episode. We've enjoyed you. having you back. Jordan, we never enjoy having you here either way. Um, but <laughs> you never go away um, yeah re- really good chat and uh, gents thanks very much and Cal really enjoyed having your insight to a more youthful version of the rbr.musicpod oh thanks very much thanks very much it's, it's it's been a pleasure and it's great to see what you guys are doing with the podcast and uh, also the Insta page I'd recommend anyone give a, a follow if you aren't already it's very insightful um, and there's no naysayers like me on it as well, really. That it seems to be more positive. So um, yeah, go follow, give it a follow, and give the rest of the podcast a listen. Ah, oh, cheers, Cal. Thank you very much. Well, nice one, everyone, for listening. Please do take a moment to have a listen to the car. It for me is a great album. It is about evolution of a band for the last twenty years. So enjoy that. Please do tell people, your people, about the RBR Art Music and let them know about the Instagram and the podcast forums where you will find other reviews, opinions and discussions. Please like, subscribe and feel free to leave a comment. Even make suggestions of albums you'd like us to review at rbr.music. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye.
Do do do.